Hello everybody and welcome to Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 74 of Bite-Sized Chunks of Faith. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you're really welcome along. We're delighted to have your company today. And if you find the podcast is helpful to you, please don't hesitate to, to share it and to help it to go a little bit further. I wanted to think in our podcast today a little bit about encouraging steps in our lives. A few months back, I had the opportunity to go for a walk with a friend that I hadn't seen for a while. And going for a walk together was a really brilliant way to catch up as we walked along. And again, it's it's great to be able to do these things that, again, we don't take for granted anymore uh, in these times when, when the pandemic is still around us. But it's great to have the freedom to, to just meet up, go for a walk together and to catch up and and have the masks off and and all those things. And when I was thinking about walking and and, uh, encouraging steps, uh, it brought my mind to a book that I read a couple of years ago by the well-known travel writer Bill Bryson. And in this book, he was describing a long walk that he took along the Appalachian Trail in the United States, with his friend Stephen Katz and they they, they travelled a good section of this trail together and he wrote about the experience in in his book Um, and and it reminded me of of another um, travel book that I, I read a few years back by a journalist called Paul Peter Murphy and Peter Murphy, a journalist who writes in the Irish Times travel along the Camino de Santiago with his then 17-year-old daughter Natasha and uh, as people might be familiar who, who, who've who walked some of the Camino uh, it's a really beautiful walk but it's a very long walk and, and it usually covers uh, a journey from France right through to Spain to Santiago de Compostela and in this book uh, which Peter Murphy wrote with his daughter it was called Buen Camino, which is the greeting that, that people use on that walk. It described the long hikes in, in all sorts of weather that they took. And it also described some of the people that they met along the way on their journey. And it describes the things that the journey taught them about themselves and how it changed them. And, and I just loved it as a book. Absolutely brilliant. And I guess powerful things can happen on a walk just as two of Jesus' disciples discovered when they walked together with him on the road to Emmaus near Jerusalem after Jesus' crucifixion. And as they were on this journey, um, they were joined by a stranger who who turned out to be Jesus, but they didn't recognise him after his resurrection from the dead. And it was only later when he broke bread with them and disappeared from their sight that they realised who had been with them. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And that's all. That story can be found in, in Luke chapter 24. 
in the Bible. And I guess one of the things that many people who do those more epic walks like the Camino or the Appalachian Trail, one of the people who one of the, the kind of the things that the people who do those walks describe quite vividly is feeling a bit overwhelmed before they begin. They have to try to sort out the correct gear to take with them. They have to plan their route. Sometimes they have to make arrangements where they book into hostels or shelters. And the road ahead seems so long and challenging before they begin. And it's only as they actually get going on these epic walks and they break down each day into manageable targets that they start to establish a rhythm. They share resources with fellow travellers and they share their life's journey with these people even if they're only meeting for a day or two. Sometimes there are arguments and disagreements. Sometimes there are moments of incredible compassion and tenderness as stories are shared. But the process of walking together makes the journey rich and worthwhile even if the travellers are cold and they're tired and they're hungry. One of the events that I always look forward to in the life of our church is a baptism and this weekend past we, we celebrated a lovely baptism uh, on Sunday when little Chloe was baptised and one of the beautiful things that we tend to reflect on at a service of holy baptism when we welcome somebody in as a new member of the church is we, we start to think about our own spiritual journey is that still a journey that we are keen to travel? Have we been praying? Have we been spending time with God, reading his holy word, the Bible? Are we still keen to allow God's Holy Spirit access to our lives, to that work that he does in transforming us from the inside out so that we become more and more like Jesus? Well, at a service of baptism, as parents and godparents and grandparents and members of the congregation all gather together, are we doing what we can to encourage our children and ourselves on the special journey of faith? And to me, it's always special when families express a wish for their children to be baptised. Maybe uh, that's something that, that they themselves experienced when they were younger and they grew up in the family of the church and now they want to pass that faith on to their own children. And I guess that's also why I always feel so grateful to our Sunday school teachers and helpers, to the leaders of our youth organisations who invest themselves in sharing or passing on the faith to a younger generation. And it's interesting that many conversations I have with people about their spiritual journey, they speak to me about how those particular figures, maybe like a, 
a BB leader or a Sunday school teacher had a really formative influence upon their lives. And it's really wonderful when we see people wanting to, to pass that faith on to the next generation. I had a, a very encouraging email uh, quite a number of months ago now from somebody who isn't a, a member of the church at all um, but she had started uh, during lockdown to tune in online to our church services after an invitation from a friend of hers who's part of the congregation. Faith had been an important part of her life but she'd kind of drifted away from it and at a recent service that she, she, she tuned into online, she emailed me to say that something really clicked again for her. And she said, I was watching the service and I made the decision right there and then to reconnect and to, to recommit to following Jesus. Now, that was a really beautiful thing to hear. And to me, it was a very powerful reminder of the power of, of technology, but also the power of a personal invitation just from a friend in the congregation to tune in online. And that had enabled that spiritual reconnection or step to take place. Sometimes on a walk or on a journey, as we've been saying today, the first step is the hardest one to take. People are understandably cautious if they've been away from church or from faith for a while to dip their toe in again. Sometimes their connection with the church brings back painful memories. It may be ended badly at a particular time where maybe they had a disagreement with the direction the church was going in or perhaps somebody in authority in church didn't treat them so well or so kindly. Or sometimes, again, people have had difficult experiences in their own lives and they find it hard to make sense of those exper experiences. And they find it hard, perhaps, to, to trust God because all these things seem to keep going wrong in their lives. And so sometimes... Um, having the courage to take the first step back is a really big step. And in these days of technology where people can uh, tune in online or live stream a service or watch it on YouTube um, at a later date, um, sometimes that's a good way to, to dip your toe in and take the first step. And of course, if people tune in and they don't like the style of service or the style of worship that we offer, the wonderful thing, I guess, about the new, I suppose we'd call it church without walls, is that you can actually look elsewhere without feeling self-conscious or embarrassed. You can tune in online to another congregation or another denomination and maybe you'll find something that you can more readily identify with in terms of your own uh, style of worship or what you're used to. But to me, wouldn't it be an absolutely marvellous thing to those who listen to this podcast 
if we heard about many thousands of people who had drifted away from the church for all sorts of reasons, starting to take that courageous first step of checking it all out again. And I wonder if you're listening today, could you be the person who just could make that particular personal invitation to someone to say, why don't we tune in sometime online and have a cup of coffee together? Not necessarily on a Sunday, but maybe on a a weekday morning or an afternoon. The possibilities are enormous, but they expand much further. If we can all take our courage in our hands, pray to the God of miracles and take those encouraging first steps to share the possibilities with others. It all starts with small steps, small journeys, and that goes for the life of faith too. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.